Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm a giant fan of the face hank. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Maki Lock is the boogeyman. Maki Lock wants me where I am. He's living in a world that's not healthy. Let's show him a different place. Do you believe there's a part of yourself deep inside your mind with things you don't want other people to see? During a session when I'm inside, I get to see those <laughs> things. Oh, cute the theme song. I got bugs crawling all over my body. It gets worse. The FBI has left the building. He's living in a world that is not healthy. Let's show him a different place. If we can't stop him, he ain't gonna stop himself. My world, my rules. Right. You know, sometimes you think about bad things, you do some bad things, and then you get caught and you end up in a cell. The cell. There, that's about as good an intro as I can do. From the year 2000, when we all thought the world was going to end with computer zeros, we had this... Um, sci- I, it's got to be sci-fi. It's horror. Sci-fi horror? That's what Wiki says. Sci-fi psychological horror. It's got to be sci-fi because of the suits and that whole stuff. Doesn't that make it sci-fi, that technology? It's like the only part of this world that seems to be beefed up, but we don't really get to see too, too much of the outside world. We're mostly spending time inside people's minds in uh, sexy skin-tight suits, hanging okay. from shit. Lots of hanging from shit in this movie. Um. Yeah. 2000 brought us this flick, um, and it had Jennifer Lopez, Vincent Vincent, Vince Vaughn and Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, Marianne Jean-Baptiste, Jake Weber, Dylan Baker, and uh, a few other faces you would recognize, like Dean Norris, uh, who is, um, uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad? Yeah, uh, we almost Hank ha- Schroeder. Yeah, Hank, thank you so much for that. We also had uh, the coach from... Um, Major League, James Gammon. Oh, I don't know. Call me back later. I got white walls on the other line. That guy's got the most outstanding mustache for sweeping (laughs) floors. He's got the mustache-beard combo going on. Uh, Directed by Tarsim Singh, who I don't know. He's like had a couple of moments of directing, it looks like, a couple of features, but... Uh, nothing that really kind of jumped out for me. Um, so this one was kind of a standout, and I think more because of the cast they were able to land for it rather than on his name. Written by Mark Protosevich, um, who also wrote Poseidon and I Am Legend. So take that as you will. This movie uh, was made for around $33 million and ended up bringing home uh, $100 million in the box office because certainly there are not a ton of sci-fi uh, movies like this not at all um in the horror genre like there's very few that go sci-fi horror uh there's some for sure um i don't know we did cube a long time ago that would fall into that kind of category and anything based in space probably uh falls in that category though the alien movies went from horror slash thriller to action movie awesome action movie aliens i, I still love to this day anyway we're talking about the cell um so 
Jennifer Lopez was in the midst of a, you know, moving from her music career into more movies. Um, because I think it was around 96 where she did, uh, with George Clooney, um, was it a close range or whatever? Um, uh, something like that. Yeah, that's close. Uh, I'll think of it. Sight? Out of time? Out of sight. There you go. Out of sight. That was in that 98. I just found that. So that's Soderbergh. So, um... Like, she had been in Anaconda before this, and I don't think anyone was ever looking at Jennifer Lopez and being, like, superstar. She was, like, music and and extremely talented at that. But once Out of Sight happened, that started kicked some different stuff in for her. So this is a result of that, and we'll have to talk about if this was a pro or a con for her career. Good move, J-Lo? I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. Um, It led to Gili, so... Oh, well, we all know... I've never seen it actually, just because of everything I've heard. Yeah, no, maybe I should either. actually give that around. a listen. I don't think so. <laughs> um, so the interesting thing about this movie uh, is that if I saw this when it came out, and I, pr- I, I was thinking I probably had, but as I watched this, it became pretty apparent to me that if I had seen it, I didn't watch the thing the whole way through. Um, and so uh, it was kind of all kind of new to me. And as we were, as one of the big reveals in the movie was happening, Colin's like, if you've seen this, then you'd remember. Because this is <laughs> fucked up. There's like five then, or six uh, things what, that happen in this movie that you don't ever forget. And uh, they just visually, it just, you don't, you can't, I'll never get some of these things out of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel that way this time, John? Uh, there are definitely things that stood out in this movie, especially uh, when Vince D'Onofrio turns to her and says, where do you come from? I mean, it's like a famous, famous line. Yes, it's very famous famous for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) No one's ever said Uh, those words in that order before. We were looking for quotes and uh, yeah, that's a, sorry, a little side joke there. Do not. Do not, do not even. Um, He's going to fucking comment and then I got to fucking get into it just to fucking defend the very fact of the point. God damn it. Um, It's a good quote. So parts of this movie definitely stood out to me visually um, because so much in this movie, one of the reasons it hits as hard as it does um, is for like the art representation. So it takes a lot of um, homage or I don't know, no... um, what what's the right word it's for it? Brad, we're doing things based on influ- heavily influenced on different art styles, yeah, fine art styles, and um, that makes it like really really interesting. And and the way it's woven into this movie kind of makes sense too, because it's Vince D'Onofrio's crazy psycho character like is into this kind of stuff and art, um, and so that's what the inside of his mind is kind of like uh, mixed up with all the other fucked up of uh, oh yeah murdering people, yeah. So that that um, that was like a like um, reasonably woven into the story in a way that made it really really visually striking, really visually striking movie. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's incredibly striking. It's, a, it's so surrealist, right? Yeah, I, I remember seeing yeah. seeing this, and um, it's interesting to me because it happened to me this time too. But they. For as, as horrible of a monster as the D'Onofrio character, the serial killer in this movie is, um, when they start delving into his mind and things, it and they talk a lot about um, him being mentally ill in a very serious way, and, and that's why he ends up going into a coma. I mean, 
uh, it really looks at his character in a very sympathetic way for someone who does the horrible things that he does do. And um, most serial killer movies do not do that in this way. So that's very different about this movie. Or did you guys well, feel mean, the same? Did you guys a big feel part of this sympathy it, 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 for his character? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. And it's strange, not strange, it is kind of strange the way they did it because she ends up like saving him at the end of the day. In a weird um, way, yeah. Like, he yeah, and like that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't conclude the movie or move that towards the end either because it's Vince D'Onofrio who gets a clue and chases down like where the girl is. Like Jennifer Lopez's character doesn't have anything to do with not finding... D'Onofrio, Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. The other Vince. Well, there's a lot of yeah, Vincent Vincent Vincent. I just realized that, yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah, Vincent Vincent. The only two um, but Yeah, so he solves the crime like oh, with good old right. FBI and, and police work, um, which Jennifer Lopez's character had nothing to do with. So when once once um Vince Vaughn goes in the suit and then gets out, from there, uh J- Jennifer Lopez's character just doesn't have anything to do with the girl being found. So it's really that next I don't know, half hour of the movie where she's taken him into her mind and the whole nipple ripping off thing and she kicks the shit out of him and then saves him and she's like ah i i I am good at what i do and i'm like yeah but you fucking kind of saved a serial killer um yeah i don't know what and what's that guy's mind like oh this is like i don't want to get into too many strange questions but i just kind of thought about this is like after she saved him does he like did he his did his body die yeah i think she kills him Mm -hmm. yeah she does Okay, cool, cool. But save. She at least kills the monster, and then the boy is dying, and then we don't see. So I think it's interpretation left to you kind of thing. Yeah. But still then, she's like saving a a serial... But she's like, in the way she's doing it, she's preventing him from becoming a serial killer because she's saving the kid that would have been but that, I don't know if that's saving the man like I guess that that's definitely a, a open for interpretation thing but I mean, anyway that guy's you slice not it gonna... she was being compassionate towards a real sick fucking monster but he was sick because he had the brain tumor and because he was completely mistreated so yeah and but she he's... wasn't she wasn't she wasn't mean to him she was mean to the monster inside of him the, the thing making him a monster right or that part of himself yeah the um Excuse my voice, by the way. I've been suffering a cold. I um, I think that that kind of makes it okay, right? Her being nice to this guy, like Colin said, you you sympathize for him when you see, like, he's not just abused by his father; he is terrorized, like, yep, beaten with an iron. Uh, they describe the injuries he has one time in there, and it's. I mean, it's way worse than you usually ever see uh, as far as like child abuse goes. And so you see all that horrible stuff for him. You do feel for that guy. And so when she sees that stuff and then she's with the kid and she sees like inside of this guy is basically just a, just a kid. He's, I mean, you see him at the beginning. He's he's very immature intellectually. Well, it's it's other things they do too because he can't watch directly the women that he's killing die they do that well because they see that right away and it gives you an indication of who he is Mm -hmm. yeah he's almost like he's afraid when she's still alive in the water the first one or when she does her final kicking and then yeah and then (laughs) 
Okay, so so that is interesting. Like we can all agree that a sympathetic view of a, a fucked up killer is interesting. Um <sighs> Because not only within the context of this movie, like, I think this movie is trying to ask a bigger, like, a bigger real world question about this is how fucked up. And I don't know if it's getting into accountability, but why are fucked up people fucked up uh, who would do heinous things? And this one is basically saying it's like it's it's a medical thing and um, and like out of their control, ultimately. And I don't know, like, that's that's totally interesting. Like, that's a totally interesting theory because then that means that, like, when serial killers are, are caught, <sighs> I don't know, what does it mean? They shouldn't be put to death? Well, I mean, that's a big question, right? I've Yeah. And I've heard that question put across other things as well. Like, um, it, excuse me, just mentioning the topic is very sensitive, but um, like with pedophiles, right? Because um, the pedophiles themselves in some cases have come forward and said like, I've never done anything, but I have these urges and I, I know it's not right and I don't want to act on them, but there's something wrong with my brain. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can, you can just see like people are, people can be imbalanced and we can do things for the wrong reasons. And I mean, that doesn't excuse the person because that's essentially who they are, but it's a, it's a shame at the loss of life, essentially at the loss of opportunity that these people explore because they, um, you know, murderer or whoever else, when you choose to do these heinous, terrible shit, um, you do lose that, that redemption part of yourself. Like you can maybe see like in this, right. The cause and, and the, you know, the, the, the child behind the man type of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it doesn't excuse that you want the guy dead. It doesn't excuse their behavior. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just, yeah. it explains it well, without excusing the disgusting things that they do. It's, uh, That's what I mean, yeah, sorry. totally. And in this movie, that is how you do feel because, because when they show him as a little boy, he's very innocent and gentle. He actually saves Jennifer Lopez a few times from uh, danger as well when he's the child. So it's yeah, a really it was a, from himself essentially. Yeah, it was an interesting story. He's like yeah. God. Yeah, from himself, a different part of him, yeah. a different side of him. It's um, it's definitely an interesting writing and an interesting script. It it it's not lost on me. No, for sure. Yeah. And certainly, certainly, the this guy is a serial killer before we... I mean, we, we're so, shown some scenes with him where the voice is taking him um, and he hears it. He's got to take his aspirin and aspirin helps him out. Uh, and then he has it again in the, in the bathtub. And then finally, when he collapses in his house after he was going to be caught. Um, so that's that's kind of interesting. But... Uh, yeah, as a serial killer, this is one of the strangest, most unique, and and most fucked up that I've ever seen in in any movie. Um, like so, this this rivals Silence of the Lambs for how, like, in, instead of Hannibal the Cannibal and and how intricately he would like cook people and delicate things and feed it to other people. Like that's fucking way messed up. This where Vince D'Onofrio, I mean, whether it's his his evil self or whatever. Um, slowly tortures and drowns women over a like 40-hour period, videotapes it all, then takes their dead body back to his place, 
cleans it, and then rewatches the videos of the drowning while he hooks himself up to uh, a number of steel rings through his skin and is picked up by his back skin from chains um, over the dead body of the uh, girl who is now just lying there, and then he jerks off and blasts all over her at like the moment of her death on the video. You don't see him blast though. To be fair. Well, you kind of see him go. You do see that. You do see his vinegar strokes. You look oh, right into the guy's soul. Vinegar strokes. He's so sweaty. Uh, <laughs> it's truly fucked up, people. It is truly fucked up. And some other fucked up shit happens in this movie, like some guts barbecue spinner spit roast thing happened, and like that's messed yeah. up. And some of the other things, but that it uh, that was like the climax of the movie for me. Uh, the whole murder jerk off thing like and not in a good way it's just like nothing for the rest of the movie is as big or as terrifying as that so I felt that was really interesting like while the parts in the mind are beautiful and there's some weird stuff it's like none of it was super scary for me it's this is more of um it's not a gory but it kind of is but it's not overly but like there's tons of dead body shit so I don't know but he's not yeah. like eating them and then not ripping them open. It's just it's just dead body stuff. Anyway, so for, a problem for me in this movie was that that was the most terrifying thing, and that was like that was almost like half an hour in, right? It's uh, early when that happens because then he gets caught, and then there's all the other brain shit. So it's definitely before the halfway point that that he's hanging up there in the rafters doing his jerk off oh, thing. And oh I'm yeah, just like I'm just like holy fuck, we just went over the highest peak of this roller coaster, and there's some other peaks now left but that was the biggest one it's not like in true romance where they have like the huge uh walk-in and dennis hopper scene and then the movie can't recover from it because it does and then there's like two or three other scenes like that the drexel scene and other stuff this movie though for me that big scene there was like so huge i almost wish that was uh, oh see i don't find that to be you the jerk off scene you're talking about yeah, like that's so fucking but messed up. There's nothing up, man. pivotal about that. I mean, it's, it's not just, pivotal. It's just, it's just showing, so crazy. It's just showing a sick guy jerk off on a dead girl. Jesus Christ! Watch a method. movie once in a while, John. But it's read a book. <laughs> it, it fucking everyone does it. It's but it is it is good in the way that um, it shows exactly what he's trying to get out of these these things. The the reason he he tortures them with the videotape. He can't be there because. When he is there, he gets repulsed by her moving and has to hide and run. So he removes himself from the situation, videotapes it, then does what he does with her body to make her look the way he wants her to look, lays her out. Then, I mean, his process must have taken him years and years to perfect for him to get what he needs yeah. out of it. Like, he must have had a lot of trial and error. Like, this was... He's been. I. I think he said in the movie how much he's been doing this, how many girls he's killed already, but bef- even the girls they know he's killed, he probably killed many, many more in different ways before he mm-hmm. perfected his method, and they probably are not associating them with his murders because they're different. Because um, he's evolved as a serial killer into something more specific now and. With the bodies becoming albino, where he's leaving them, he wouldn't have started out that way. So that's the kind of the thing I find that's interesting with him and the hooks and stuff like that is that um, he could have been doing this like twenty years and just finally found well, his and I think, preferred method. 
I think you you really hit it there, Colin. I think that's the important thing that we see there is that not only do we see like the level of of sickness that this guy possesses, but we also see like the level of thoroughness that he has developed. Like this guy has a place and the place is outfitted with I mean, very sophisticated uh, cell, like, uh, that's rigged up to drown people. Like, this guy would have had to put it there, or he would have had to learn this from somebody else that had it there, or had a friend help him. Because, um, like Colin says, this this would take a long time, not only to, to build and to establish, but to develop this technique. Um, so I think that that stuff happening in the beginning is good to give us a sense of, the importance of um, of getting this guy and the importance of getting this other girl. Obviously, she's going to die. I mean, that's that's not the worst thing because she could be uh, dollified and then jerked off on. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, after it's, the fact, it's, the way they do. Yeah, we have that's to worse. because of the because of the structure of this movie and because of the mind stuff. Um, it, it it's an interesting story structure here because they have you have to show D'Onofrio doing his thing very quickly and you also have to have them solving the crime to capture him by like by the I don't know it was by around the halfway point that that he ends up his body ends up getting taken so typically in a movie about a serial killer like the climax would be where they capture him or, or do whatever or maybe that would be like more towards the end but this movie skips over the investigation almost entirely right to the meaty stuff of the clue that turned them around yeah. um, and it kind of feels rushed but there's other things to do in the movie so I get why they did it but um, I don't know it, it like just that's the more interesting stuff to me in this movie. Like the, the mind stuff is beautiful, but less interesting for me in this movie. I don't know. That's. So you want this just to be another serial killer movie? Kind of. Yeah. But oh, that's boring. I disagree heartily. It is. It is. Yeah. But I just don't dig tons of the tons of the stuff in the, in the brain mode and everything about the brain stuff is like not very nonspecific. But they, they, you know, they have the control panel. We don't really know what they can see. And then things are flashing and the minds are going both ways and the face napkins. And how does any of that shit fucking work? Like a guy's had a schizophrenic attack and collapses and they can still go in his fucked up brain and navigate around and do stuff. I just, I don't know. I, I try to let my mind. that, we'd hate it, wouldn't we? I know, but they don't explain it and I hate it. So it's like, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> As, as some like art and, and a way to do some fucked up shit, but it's yeah. just not my cup of tea for, for, yeah, for no, this fair type enough. of movie. Yeah. That's if, interesting to me though. That's that the unique spin would usually be at least a, a plus, but here we have one of the three, uh, doing an unusual, I wish this was you was a normal, was an ordinary movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, that's weird. That's well, that's I, know. I can't say we do a lot. No, but I, 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 I would say that, that the the their what their processes and stuff does get ruined a bit by the father and his statement when they're discussing if they want their son to continue to go through this process where she goes into their son's mind to try and free him from his disability um because he's a hundred percent right everything that's happening inside there they have no proof that anything 
that she is experiencing with their son is nothing more than a hallucination in her own mind. Like she could be imagining the boy and their interactions. They they have no solid evidence that this system works other than her word and her belief in that what she is seeing is really happening and she's interacting with their son. Like they, there is no data to support it. It's a person's word. You have to like believe in what she believes in. And I don't know if scientifically <laughs> you would want to create something where you would have to let someone go into their own mind or bring someone into their mind and then have it as fact because the mind works like how are they gauging it i that i that bothered me this time <laughs> and it was the scene if they would have never had the scene where the father would have questioned it if you would have edited that scene out and you could have edited that scene out because it really doesn't do anything to the story um well, you could have still had the exact same story her. But that it does cast some doubt. That that has cast me some doubt in this process. She's been she's been dis- yeah. yeah, well, maybe you're supposed to have a little doubt, but I don't know why that would. Like we see it. The dad having doubts doesn't change what we see. But but I don't know what we see in reality. She's with this weird kid in a desert. He's mucky muck. He's got a strange face and hand claws. So I don't know if she's helping him or not. Yeah, could that not like be a her nightmare? Appearing on the ground. I guess that's progress because you're telling me it is. But I'm like, I don't get it. Like, what's the solution? What he if well, you guys know room. that it appears to me there's there's no definite solution. Like, it's not a perfect science. That's why she's debating bringing the boy into hers. The technology is proven. They don't doubt the technology because that black woman is the one that founded it, and they even say they're like they're like you know. We trust you and everything. It's Jennifer that they don't trust. So it's not the technology that they're not that they're talking about. It's her. But how is the technology proven? Like, how so, I don't understand how it's proven. All I see no, is, it seems, is it two seems circles. Why do you need that? Why finish, do we all though? of a sudden need white papers? I, I know, on but all I see on their system is two green circles. So what is it proving? Like if she could still be just having Man. a really crazy dream. And not interacting with the other person whatsoever. Like, you gotta... They should have just never had that scene. I would have never questioned the validity of the process had the father not made a very valid point. That writing I kind also of wouldn't have questioned I don't think the father system. does make a... I don't know. You guys are So, the way they, the way they one, work with the tech is they show her working with the kid and she can't help him or doesn't help him. Either way, he resists. Then they're like, this whole thing is bullshit. And so I'm like, okay, is this whole thing bullshit? And she's like, she's the best. I'm like, okay, but I didn't see that. So she just whispers through the whole movie. <laughs> she uh, does and then, then she does Then she does the Vince. She's like, I want to take the boy into my mind. But they don't do that. And then the Vince, D'Onofri- Vince D'Onofrio thing comes along. And she makes that work. And then the end of the movie is her, like, for the first time, I guess, having brought the boy into her world. And she's yeah. all like, sexy, this is going to work. And I was like, you know what? I would have preferred to see something along the lines of that she she helped the boy like out of a crazy situation and she's like it worked when I brought him into my mind and that's why she goes to work on D'Onofrio with uh, this revolutionary technology could be like that but he's way more dangerous you can't let him in your mind and she's like no it's the other way around and then we'd still end up at the same spot oh, at the end no, of the I day I like this I like the way that the boy is is a lost hope at the beginning and then she risks her life trying the method that she believes would work in the beginning on the boy, but they won't let her because they believe it puts him at risk. She 
takes a chance with her life and does it with the serial killer, thereby proving herself and saving the boy. I guess, but like she... Not I guess, it's exactly what happened. No, I know, but she she kills the serial killer, right? The evil part of the kid, also killing the kid. Yeah, the kid wanted that. The kid was like, fucking do me. That's fine, but like the other kid who was in a coma... He's not like a bad kid. He wasn't an abused kid. Like, what's the save there? Like, that's what I don't understand is like... She's bringing she, him out of a coma. The idea is that she can recover the boy's mind. I know that's what she wants mind. to do, but she... That's like, the technology. Well, that's... It's her as a therapist that the is being te- challenged. Can't the technology... Not the technology. Can't the technology do more than that? You're saying that that's... It's limited to just... But... They can't use it for other applications? I thought all I'm the not technology saying they can't did. use it for other applications. Okay. I think certainly they could. I they learned all- also that they could do a reversal and that that would work. So it's it's probably cutting edge. But I mean that this thing is clearly in a huge facility. They have put a ton of money into it. That stuff doesn't happen with all that refinement for a product a that is facility. not proven. I saw like Those four are- people. Yeah, well, they don't have the a big facility staff. was big. You saw them walking in and out of it. Oh, did they you did not? have a big office building. Yeah, because yeah. they said the police have left the building. Yeah. I don't know. There's obviously no, some money behind a, it, but I thought all the machine was was a way to link the brains. No, that's it. No, no, no. She's she's there to save the boy, to try to recover the boy. But she's just like, she's she's being a psychologist to the boy, and the suits and stuff just are a medium that connect them. It's like a telephone call, but the telephone's not pulling him out of the thing. It's just allowing her. Like she's trying to convince him ultimately to come back to the light side, come out of the coma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. And for in Vincent D'Onofrio's case, she had to kill him in order to make that whole thing work the way she wanted. Like, there was no bringing him out of it. There was no bringing him into the real world, right? She just, like, I'm killing you, but it's in a noble way because you're acknowledging your young self. But for the other kid, she's, like, trying to wake him up, get him out of the part of the mind that he's trapped in, this little desert area, so they can find the rest of the big world outside. And that will wait. that's using the part of his mind that will make him awake. That's how I, I interpreted it. No, I think it's because the boy, when she's in his mind, there's all the limitation of him, right? Not only is he in a coma, but he's a boy. He doesn't know the technology. He doesn't know what's going on. She's trying to encourage him to learn, like sail. We're going to go sailing today. And there's like a little boat, right? Or whatever. And she's like, no, no, no. And then at the end, she brings him into her world and she shows him like this amazing visual surrealist like way of like of opening his mind to like she she brings him sailing in this creative way at the end showing him the possibility she's like teaching him how to like open his mind up again and begin to make that transition i guess back to to conscious life okay it's it's funny it's funny because to me that felt like I was like, this is very clearly what's happening. But you guys didn't get that at all, I guess. No, I do, but I just don't know if... The, I guess for me, I, I have a hard time... Like, is that how it would work? Like, is that how comas work? <laughs> is is the coma self-imposed? It's a science fiction... I understand, I but like... Movie. But, but, the, but the they, they do it for coma. Does and the they questioning, do for- and then all of a sudden, now I'm questioning, because someone in the movie is questioning it. Like... 
I never really noticed how that's, I think it's good that you question the technology. But I but you should have doubts about this whole shit. But nothing in the movie ever but nothing in the movie ever convinces me that it is real. So I, I am kind of left with uh questions about how what do you the mean validity. Vincent Vaughn goes in the world with her they're both in there existing together witnessing Vincent D'Onofrio the same things together how would they both be in the fucking same place in another person's mind together going through the same things I guess the, I, if it was all I inside guess, of Jennifer Lopez's mind I guess if Vince Vaughn and her were both experiencing it together that and they can come out of it and say yeah that shit that happened in there was crazy that we experienced together it it couldn't be it it couldn't be really a shared delusion that wouldn't make any sense so maybe by the no, time vince goes correct. in there that there is some kind of um you have a second person confirming what she was going through was real and not just a a dream or a hallucination i guess yeah that's fair yeah well, you do so, because but, he saves but her. at the same time it makes no sense like zero fucking sense like minus 10 fucking cents that they would ever let Vince Vaughn go in there because once again he has never been in there and experienced it too he's an FBI agent like an argument that they have in the movie I know but in the but once they have the argument in the movie but like they would just never he they would never suit him up they wouldn't even have a suit that would fit him that uh, never mind uh <laughs> <laughs> but again, going to the closet I, this is a get huge the, facility. Vince a tall guy. I think that they have like a ton of suits for a I think six that foot they five dude. They're like, oh, this, this six foot five suit should fit you. Like it doesn't. It, it looked I, very stretchy. It doesn't. I, yeah, like I don't a, know why like they didn't let suit. the lady who created it. In. Yeah, the black like, woman. That guy said he needed her. The black that woman. Guy, I got yeah, the impression but once, just didn't he didn't say why though. Machinery. It was a one-off line. He's like, no, I need you here. Wink to the audience. Yeah, but again, what do you guys want? This bombarded <laughs> down with fucking details. You want the white paper on the technology. You want a whole fucking uh, explanation of the boy. On the tech. You want a whole. You guys like. You guys in every other movie are like they tell us too much. Like, Where's the mystery? And then as soon as there's mystery, you're like, they don't tell us anything. Where's the diff? Where's the explanations? Okay. There is definitely, there is definitely a middle ground. There is definitely a middle ground for that. Cause this one, like this, this technology involves hanging suits for no reason. Um, handkerchief over the face with digital barcodes on them and IV and that's it. And then the people lie next to each other in the room and there's these big solid tables that come up. Like it's just enough for me to go like, what the fuck? And nothing is ever explained. I just need it. I, I need something, something, something. I just need something. In this particular well, that's case, wild to me. I, I totally I can let don't. So many things I, go. I just she, don't. She gets the needle. She's got the thing on her face. The electrodes. I can tell that that wires through the eyes somehow. And, and the, the thing she thing has puts to go her to sleep. Every time she does it, she has to go through what we see Vince D'Onofrio go through because his Our time Vince in, Fawn, yeah. which is a good way to do it as a, fr- a friend Fawn, sorry, his first time in, which is like, I like that when we're like experiencing something for the first time because I'm like, he's never done this. I'm like ready to go with him. And then it's like yeah. squigglies and worm biting. And then she's like, it gets crazier. And he's like, what the hell? And I'm like, man, this is a super weird technology that that's the in every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's never addressed that. either. <laughs> See, I again, I don't give a half see, a fuck about that. I like the coolness of it. Some stuff can just be cool, you guys. No, I know, Sometimes. but I disagree. I, I, this I movie is a visual fucking. I would have assumed uh, uh, 
delight. So I'm trying to think of a lot of this stuff is just meant to be part I of that. It, right? It's 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 artistic visually. Yes, yep. but I think a good example. I mean, there's but there's so much of that once they're inside. I think a good example, and this would be the only thing I'll ever give this movie any credit for <laughs> whatsoever. Because I don't like this movie. Well, there blows but, the ending. But no, no, no. There but but Inception. When they put that's Colin did uh, how much better? How long have we been recording today? He did that much better this time. No, no, I'm not Normally talking he about. Says what no, he feels I'm about not talking about the, about the cell. I'm talking about Inception. Oh, okay. So okay, the way sorry, Inception, because I don't really don't like Inception. The way Inception does yeah, when they go inside of of the mind or whatever when they go into their dreams they just they put the thing on and they fall asleep and boom they're in a room and like now they're in their head this whole like 2001 time warp thing where he goes inside the mind to me seems very silly that that like when you fall asleep and go into a dream you're not like that's not how my mind works like why would you make something where you have to be this transported in such a weird way technicolorly that doesn't inception does i don't get the impression they built it that way it's just how it works but why would it work that way to me it's a such a fucking it's such a nothing i know i don't know why you guys are hung up i know we're nitpicking i would say yeah yeah, you seem like we're just talking about things we did i like we didn't like about the movie like no i know but you're i seemed like you're like i don't know why they have to and i'm like they don't have to they just did they just did i just i wouldn't have gone in that direction and i found it to be silly and uh didn't really like that part of it that he should have woken up in a room i can tell you it was a fucked up room and i did like it no that's fair and that's that's totally fair um, but uh, there, I like I said, the very first thing when we started talking about this movie was I gave it a compliment because of the way they approached the serial killer, like in a very, very interesting, sympathetic way. Which is, uh, I, I'm trying to think if there's any other movies that do that, and I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of any that have ever approached it that way. So I feel like we watched something recently where they were doing that, that. makes it very unique. Um, um, because as much as we fucking hate to think about it and it turns us off, which is a lot of the reason why people do not like happiness and why I guarantee you, you can't stream happiness anywhere because no one is willing to invest the money it would take to to get that movie into a high def format and put it on their streaming service is because what that movie does, which this movie does a little bit, but not quite to the extent of happiness is it makes that movie's award winning and you cannot find it i know it makes you it, it humanizes the uh, uh, the type of people we would consider monsters and we do not want to humanize them because when they are human so so the movie does that in a way that it's it's true like people like serial killers um were were born with a mental disability and then they then their parents or something traumatic happens to them and it drives them into a direction that gets them to kill another human being or or rape another human being or whatever the case might be um but we don't like to think of them that way we just like to think of them as monsters who either need to go to jail for the rest of their lives or be killed and we don't want to know their names we don't want to know anything about them we don't want to know anything about their childhood or their past we just want them to be monsters, and this movie does challenge you in in that way, which is interesting. Yeah, that that 
that's the biggest takeaway from this movie is the I won't say sympathizing but humanizing um a really fucked up I think I do feel bad for him in scenes where where he's where he's bleeding out and then it's showing his his not not evil self on the side with the stab wound and he's the little boy how can you not feel something for him even though he's done so killed so many women in such a a, a really specific sick way yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it separates them, right? It's uh, yeah. It's, you, it does. You kill the man. That's how they do you, it. The, so the well. sympathy you have is for the boy that he was, mm-hmm. right? The boy yeah. that was corrupted. Yeah. And uh, and then the man, like fuck, it kill that guy. Like how well, he horrible. needs to die is how I would kind of say. And he comes super fast. Did you guys see? He like jerked oh off God. for like thirty seconds. Ready to go. Well, I mean, he had yeah, it he set ripped. up perfectly. Like his kink, he had it all there. That's what was also so fucked up about it is like you understood how his thought processes led him to his masterpiece of how he gets off. And then now as soon as that's over, he wants to find his next victim so he can have that again. And and that's what this movie does that's really good is it sets up the serial killer, his obsession with with why he wants to kill these women in this way and do it over and over again. And Vince Vaughn says he's he's doing it quicker. He he's escalating and the women are piling up faster and so he's he it's getting more dangerous. So there is stakes there. He's approaching ten thousand hours. Yeah. It's yeah. just the only thing that's weird not weird, but like is when they when he has the, is it a, did they say what it was? It was some kind of a mental break, schizophrenic mental. Schizophrenic. So he had schizophrenia and then due to a severe coma he was put in when he was young, it, it, it got a, he got an infection and that basically. Because he's taking the aspirin and stuff to, to try and stave off his headaches and uh, the pain from that. And then. Yeah. So, I mean, we really get to know this serial killer in much more than we've ever really gotten to know a serial killer, even more so than, say, a Hannibal Lecter um, in a movie like Silence of the Lambs. Or, uh, um, like, we really get his backstory and uh, see see his lifestyle, how he lives and stuff. It's It's, once again, very unique and strange. Um, it stands out from all of the other movies about serial killers. Um, oh, yeah. I'd agree with that for it's sure. It's very unique and original. Yeah. It's an original script, too. It's this, the, the writing isn't the worst. It's, I don't know. Like, do you, what do you, how do you guys feel about the Vince Vaughn character? I kind of feel like I don't. I don't have a do you who's, who are you connecting with in this movie? Like, who, who, are you, who do you guys connect with? Well, I think Jennifer Lopez yeah. is who I connect with because I, I feel her, her need to to try to save this boy and her desperation, and then like you know her kind of like hopelessness when she's given up on, and then when it's brought into this scene, like, you know, I just all the terror and everything I see through her eyes, like. Vince Vaughn is cool and I cheer for him, but Jennifer Lopez, I think, is who I'm well, behind. I guess I feel like I like that Vince Vaughn is so desperate to save the woman and that's his save the cat is is he is obsessed with getting to this woman before she dies. He just wants to save her. And I like that they give him the backstory of abuse 
um, without him going into any detail. But I do feel like his performance is kind of muted in a weird way and that it almost felt like he was, I don't know, like holding back or something. Like He was very reserved in his approach to this character. And I feel like maybe it was a bit detrimental to me getting to to like him or know him better um he almost was do you think too... do you think that choice is there so that later when you see the Vincent D'Onofrio monster that that has a place to go if he starts off as this horrible deranged uh lunatic later when he becomes the monster that he is in the dreams no no is that escalation sorry. part of I that? meant Vince Vaughn I meant the FBI agent Oh, sorry. Maybe I, I, all these. Vincents I know there's too many Vincent. So the FBI agent character, I feel like Vince Vaughn played him very close to the chest, and he's almost muted and very reserved. Even when he talks about abuse and stuff, I, I just feel like there's something. There was something missing to his performance in in this. He one. was mostly just like driven, obsessed cop. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But there, Which but there wasn't a of, lot more it, to it than that. There's, there's nothing that stands out to his performance. It's a little bit. Well, plain. when he's getting I think he's tortured, meant to be an archetype, right? Yeah, mm. when he's getting tortured, he's like, he's definitely getting into some stuff there, and I, I believe he's having his intestine wrapped around her wire, creepy as that fucking was. But yeah, that's that's about the max for him. Even when he is like regretting maybe not hitting on her a little harder at the very end, I'm not really getting much from him. Like I don't know what he's going back to, what his life is going to be like now that this case is done. He just like I didn't know him before, and I don't really know him now. Other than that's he's what like I mean. He, he just he seems to be missing uh, something. Um, I don't know what it is. It's he he didn't have enough to work with maybe, and didn't bring anything to the character of his own. Um, cause I thought maybe like some his abuse would help like that the, the, her coaching the kid to get over it, but that never really came into play. He was just more like, no, abused kids don't murder, and she's like, maybe they do, and he's like, no. Because a good example, and what I'm going to watch after this, now that I thought about that, is Freaky. The Cell Two. No, so Freaky oh. is a is a movie where Vince Vaughn plays uh, a, 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 a a character that's be a man's body that becomes a female. And he really does a great job of playing a teenage, female a teenage sixteen-year-old girl yeah. as an adult male, and you feel you can really get a sense of it. Are an old boy. He he like, and I, I guess he was trying to do something different, but but though he has that inside of him, and he was holding back. I don't know if it was the director that was telling him to do that, or he wanted to be really serious. And um, not be any of those things in this movie because he wanted to do something different outside of his comfort zone. But I feel like it was to his detriment <coughs> because he could have been a little bit more of that Vince Vaughn we've seen in this character. And uh, he doesn't. He doesn't mm-hmm. ever do I, it. I, I definitely would have liked to have seen a, like a different some A glint of some kind that, not is, that is not just that but, one, like you said, archetype. Yeah, but like th- another thing that doesn't maybe maybe didn't maybe um, made that more noticeable is I think Jennifer Lopez is awful in this. Like her, yeah. At, at least in the real world, like she's all like whispering and all sultry all the time, and 
Like it's the mm-hmm. whispering and and this her line delivery and stuff like that like really stood out. Like um, what's um the the uh, lady uh, Miriam um Marianne Jean Baptiste is such a better actress. Yeah, I've never found that when they were in scenes together, I was like, holy shit! Like <laughs> she's like talking clearly and looking and doing things, and then J Lo was like. I wonder what'll happen next. Oh, I, don't <laughs> I know, know. I've never just found. Quit. I was like, "Fuck!" I've never hell. found Jennifer Lopez to be a very good actress in really anything. I found she's okay. She's very beautiful. And out of sight, she's actually her. Yeah, char- you know her character what? is quite unique. Okay, I take it back. You're right. In out of sight, she's actually really good. So, and I and her and Clooney. I don't know if I don't know if if you'd think that if you watched it okay now. well Not maybe really i'm good, wrong but i'd say she was definitely passable plus her character in that is more a little bit more complicated or i don't know if complicated is the right word but like believable and nuanced have you seen it recently right brent out of sight no i remember watching it when it came out and then i never have felt the need to watch I've it i've seen it a few I times over the years that movie but I, I just felt both her and vince vaughn weren't that great in this movie as actors and then that might not necessarily be them as much as the script not giving them a lot to do like a good example of that would be that for as visually stunning as this movie is beautiful shocking um stoic at times the cinematography is great the 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 dialogue is is there's nothing very special about any of the dialogue in this movie like um like we had a hard time all like kind of finding quotes that stood out to us that we wanted to do so it might not be the actor's fault as much as the script and the director telling them what he wanted them to to do in each scene um because i feel like both him and lopez are better than this um what they did in this the director like give him a gold star because it looks amazing there's amazing visual and whoever came up with all of the uh set design and the artistic direction in this movie they're the stars of this movie they are and and vince d'onofrio is great in this he stands out in this he's even when he's even when he's not in his mind the the things he's doing non-verbally in the tub are following the people around and stuff or the jerking off scene we talked about he's a standout um did you guys know that his wife he's he's married or he was married when he made this movie and his wife um, went to the movie and saw it and she refused to sleep in the same bed with him for two weeks after seeing his performance in this movie. <laughs> it was the same after Men in Black too, when he wore the Edgar suit. Oh God, his oh, wife, so his wife's just his kind of wife must have. A, she should just not see any of his <laughs> any of his stuff. If they want to keep their relationship <laughs> and hold it together, <laughs> she shouldn't just go and see any of his movies. You, you know what a bigger red flag is if he comes home and she's like just wants to rip his clothes off <laughs> after like, oh, she saw this she movie, home, she's like jerking him off and she's all white she's, jerk- she's in a bath of milk she's jerking him yeah. <laughs> yeah. she pours milk all over. she's jerking him off in the theater during the scenes <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> now that's what I'm a so, movie I'm i want to see Vincent D'Onofrio's um, wife i apologize <laughs> 
we've been we've been chatting for for quite a bit so we might like start steering it towards some kind of a wrap-up but um we can also get into some other stuff one thing i definitely wanted to bring up was uh brent um uh, on our crew here has some art history in his in his uh recent history haha <laughs> um so there was a whole bunch of like famous famous stuff referenced in this flick do you want to yeah. Anything that stood out uh, to you there that you really appreciated? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, it looks very Dolly-esque, obviously, right? Obviously. Um, well, <laughs> sorry, it's like the desert and, and the big flowing stuff. It looks <clears> like it's like some of the stuff of his wife. Yeah. I used to have a poster on my wall that kind of looked like that same thing. It was, it was um, you know, the white dress and the desert landscape. This place is a real place, I found out, which is very cool. But um, yeah, so the dolly, there is the Damien Hurst stuff when they split the horse. Uh, Damien Hurst does it with a cow, but um, and, and his doesn't still too, breathe right? and everything. Uh, shark is just encased. I don't know if the shark is split. It is. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's in half maybe, if not in a few pieces that I saw. Could be. Yeah. He has a few, I think, like this. Um, Weird. But yeah, yeah, the Damien Hurst, the odd nerdrum, uh, the dolly stuff. Some uh, Geiger in here as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, shit, I can't remember. But that that horse thing at the beginning, the Bucephalus, is also from something that Hillary knows every time we we've uh, watched this. It's um, she's Alexander she just loves that fucking horse. horse. Yeah, Bucephalus, the war horse. Yeah, yeah, fucking crazy. So like uh, those references are. It's cool to know more about them from someone who knows a bit about this. Like Brent was filling us in as we were watching it, and it's like, oh, this looks like this. And 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 Brent's partner Hillary is, is also a talented artist, so knew a lot of the reference material, which made it way more interesting to watch because you just might be looking well, at the three people sitting with their open mouths up towards the sky and being like, what the hell? But that that's based on a similar piece of uh, of art, so. So because of our love for this visual style, we've actually seen this director's other film, not his other film, like he only has two, but one of his other films of this same type of uh, a visual kind of splendor, and it's called The Fall. And uh, it visually is unbelievable, very hard to find, um, but if you can, it's worth it just to see the visuals. I won't say that the movie... um, was overall a great movie mm-hmm. uh but visually this this director is unbelievable yeah it looks like he directed a really gaga he video did. it looks like he's done a lot of videos rem yeah. uh, someone involved i think he did some rem videos like mm-hmm. um the fall What's actually the gets rated have, uh, losing my religion yes, thank you apparently there's uh some of the stuff in this movie is based off of that yeah. shoot kind of loosely yeah it's funny that you say that brent because imdb gives this movie a 6.4 the cell and they give the fall a 7.8 which is uh quite a bit higher than the cell um I mean, maybe i'm remembering wrong or maybe i was in the wrong mindset the, the poster of it looks it amazing the poster good. of it looks amazing though it uh I'm looking I, at the poster I, I right really now. I really suggest watching a trailer of the movie if you yeah, can Yeah, I will. Afterwards. It's right on here. Yeah, I'll um, check it out. And you'll get an idea of it. It's mm. uh, it's crazy. But, nice. But does My it girlfriend crazy? loves surrealist films, so we we dip our toes. But does the cell hold can. up? I know. And Brent said the cell too, which does exist. Um, straight does to DVD exist, yeah. movie in 2009. Yeah. Um, 
does this movie hold? Who up? wants That's to go first I went on first this last time? I, I'm, I I'm like time. on the, I'm on the fence with this one. I, I got to be. I'll honest. go first if yeah. you want. Go. Uh, this holds up to me. I don't think that's probably a surprise. Uh, I do find myself in the defense position, but I think that's because I am also a fucking horrible contrarian and devil's advocate. And I find myself loving the opposite position quite frequently. So I, I, I do. I like Jennifer Lopez's performance. I think it's good. Vincent D'Onofrio blows it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree with Colin that the Vince Vaughn stuff... Um, the whole the whole police because there's really like kind of like three plot lines um i read ebert was talking about three plot lines in this movie um and the vince vaughn police one is very much kind of the forgotten one and it is you know to john's liking the ordinary part of the movie um and so maybe it's supposed to be like that maybe know. we expect more of vince vaughn because we know what he's capable of um, the, the guy can be so charismatic, larger than life. Yeah, that's how I felt. Um, I kind of felt that way. It, it feels like it does feel like we're being kind of stolen from a little bit. Not not seeing seeing Vince, but not seeing that Vince. Um, but standing behind Vinof, D'Onofrio's uh, performance, the visuals in this movie, um, it does have a real thrill to it. I find. Um, I, I, to me, this holds up. I, I would say that the Vince Vaughn character in this feels to me like Vince Vaughn, like a month after his wife died in the funeral. <laughs> it was like there was a depressing boredom almost to his FBI character boredom. I don't, I don't know. Like there's just no care. He's just usually so charismatic. And once again, it would be very boring for an actor to always be the same thing. So I, I think he was probably just trying to go for something else or the writing and the direct director let him down. So, I I mean, I don't I don't know if I, he's necessarily to blame. I, I don't know, man. I'm on the fence about this one. I like the themes. I, I, I like the whole serial killer, the way they approached it and... They're so the serial killer is really good in this, and D'Onofrio is really good in this, and even the he has a dog and stuff like all of that. I know I know him better <laughs> than I know Lopez and Vaughn, and maybe that's a problem because I don't I don't know. like is that okay? Maybe that's okay. Like I don't know. It sh- it shouldn't be, <laughs> but ah fucking. The, I, I, I said I wasn't going to swear this episode. And I Damn it. <laughs> but anyways, it it's too late. Yeah, at least I saved it to the end. <sighs> it's like so borderline for me because it makes a lot of the writing mistakes. Yeah, I don't like Lopez's character. I don't like Vaughn's character. The technology should have never been questioned because then it left me questioning it the whole rest of the movie. And that is not something... He didn't question the technology. He questioned Jennifer Lopez. You misread the story. So a perfect example is The Edge of Tomorrow. The reason that The Edge of Tomorrow (laughs) works is because they... I'm not not questioning that that this is happening to Tom Cruise and that it's a hallucination. If I was, that would wreck the movie. I never questioned that that this is really happening to him. I I don't know. It's borderline. I think people should see this movie... (laughs) 
I think if you've never seen this movie, you should 100% check it out. You could watch it with the sound down and get a ton out of this. But I, at the end of the day, I feel like it doesn't hold up. Um, Man, you cannot say shit like that and say that. What would you rate this out of 100? Like a 6? Because of the writing. It's because of the writing, man. You cannot... The writing is everything. A 6 out of 100? No, I'm sorry. A 6 out of 10. So I give it a splat on Rotten Tomatoes. So 60%. Yeah, 60-ish. It's because of the writing, man. The writing is, is... There's so much here, but the writing lets it down, and it didn't have to necessarily. And the acting... You can't have your two main actors be so boring and unlikable. Like they should have been the two main actors when she's in the mind and stuff. She D'Onofrio's the main actor, one of them. He but but Lopez and and Vaughn. It's Lopez and her. I think they survive, and we end the movie with them, and and uh, we start with Lopez. I mean, it's their stories. Vince D'Onofrio steals the show, and that's credits him. And the, the writing of the serial killer is just so much better than the main characters. I think that was the problem, was whoever wrote this had such a great idea for the serial killer and thought, put so much time and effort into their backstory, their personality, their methods, their dog, where they live, what they eat, like the aspirin, all of those things. And he did nothing, uh, none of that writing and work for the other characters. He, he perfected the the bad guy and didn't perfect the heroes and that's why it fails for me as a hold up but once again you should see this movie just there's things that as a filmmaker a writer things you'll get out of this are just as a casual observer there's things about this are beautiful stunning sensational um, and and if you love art and you have a history of art like Brenton Hillary, that's why Brenton Hillary loved all, this movie. All those comments and then doesn't hold up. But once again, the reason you see this movie six out the of the reason th- it's beautiful, the, sensational. Vincent D'Onofrio's breakout role <laughs> doesn't. But hold the up. reason that you and Hillary have a so- bigger soft spot for this movie and you say it holds up is because your love of art and the way that this movie. Um, uses it as such a divine inspiration is why you guys it's very possible i love horror i love art yeah this movie does does so i understand and and once again that is definitely you're looking at things in this movie that i'm i'm not looking at in in a different way and that and that's that's really an emotional connection you have with it and for me it, it usually always comes down to the writing and then this just fails in that respect I just like to, to, to dig in because it's so... The, I know, the, but I mean... The question has never stopped being a question to me of of how the fuck do we decide <laughs> what holds up? Like, Because sometimes it'll be like the movie was great and then the ending fucking two seconds uh, is enough that, to break that a movie. Is, that, that, is why, that is why... Right? That is... It's not even the ending. It has nothing to do with that. And it's for this one at least. No, I'm anyway. just saying as an example. Yeah, right? no, I hear what you're saying. As a whole, from beginning to end as a movie... Um, and a sto- story, I just don't think it holds up. John, break my heart, Jonathan. Forever. Yeah, it doesn't hold up. I, I won't. <laughs> I won't pull the knife in slowly. Um, yeah, I had no doubt about you. I would be guessing Colin, like this movie. Might. If you were to ask me on a score of a hundred, it'd be like thirty-five or forty. Wow. Um, wow. I would have probably been so fifty-eight percent. Like, pretty much. Pretty much everything with Donofrio is. <laughs> you already said sixty. I know. Everything but with Donofrio is interesting. Below. 
start to finish, right? Even in his dream world, that, that stuff's interesting. I, I hate everything else. Like Lopez's character and her trying to save the boy that I don't get how it works or how he's even going to be saved and why he's got those claw hands yeah, um, in his either. in his coma world. I just, I didn't get it. And then, then she's going back there at the end and we'll save him. I was like, then what's the, what's the, what was the point here of all this? It seems to me like this movie is making a point to say that um, people can be redeemed or um, if you like trace a, even an evil uh, evil person's thing back to where they were hurt, if we could fix that, then they'd be okay and then that would be all right. But I don't know. We just can't go back like that. This guy like does horrible things to people and I wanted to see like his like like burn him to death or something crazy. Like he didn't deserve what he got in the end. I don't care if he was abused as a kid and the other stuff too because Vince, uh, Vince Vaughn says uh, abuse people don't murder. So it's not an excuse. Um Although it does ask the question, and I love that. It's the my favorite thing about this movie is that it asks that question, and you come up with some fucked up answers in your head. Um, yeah. So kudos for doing that. It's got some but, good themes uh, and stuff. I would like I would like to make one note that that boy doesn't have claws and crazy eyes all the time. No, he doesn't. Much like everybody else in the dream world that can change everything about them, he only does that when he's angered or scared by her. Yeah. And he hisses and then runs away yeah. and his face gets weird before that it's not the case okay but that's fine no you're right he does switch like that but i don't i don't know why or how any of that works and i just ask questions based on that and i'm like i don't come up with any answers even as like trying to extrapolate from my fairly intelligent brain um i'm gonna and- try to hold on to this but i won't because the next time you guys say the exact opposite thing about a movie and i'm like fuck i know that you guys fucking would hate this normally and then uh i i forget that this okay, is the so, movie. so, so it, please it, remind colin, me colin brought up inception before i don't question the tech from put it in they fall asleep and then they're in a dream fine what bothers me about that movie is the dream within the dream within the dream and that they have the technology. What bothers me about that movie is that they break the rules all the exactly. time. Exactly. They state what the rules of the technology are and then they break them. They don't do that. But, and their explain a log and their explain a log in that movie is like, why are we going? And there's no explain a log like, in this I know, either. But, they're like, here's the tech. I know, but. Who cares why but, it works? But they're like constantly changing. Like someone said, break the rules. They're saying, oh, and if we, and if we do this, we'll go into the subconscious of Leonardo DiCaprio. And they're like, why? And they're like, well, because Leonardo DiCaprio has been in the dreams more. And if you've been in the dreams for like a long time and you're the one that's been in the dreams the longest and you go into your subconscious, it's like, okay, that makes no sense. Just because you're saying... You're describing every Nolan Yeah, movie. and I'm yeah, like, just because you're they, saying they it out loud no doesn't mean it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> so, But in this movie, um, the tech without Explain-A-Log doesn't make any sense. And the why they've created it and what they're trying to do with it doesn't make any sense. And I don't need it explained. They just needed to do a little bit better writing of what was what they were using this tech for, like, and how how it was being. I don't know that there, there's something wrong with the tech. There's something wrong. With it, the tech. it just doesn't. It just doesn't add up. I don't get it. Like the whole she went into Vince D'Onofrio's brain only so he could say where the woman was. Mm-hmm. Right, not to pull him out, not to save him, not to do anything else, but she mm-hmm. can't get that, so she ends up going back in just to, just to kill him, I guess. I mean, she does keep trying well, to get the info, but when she can't like torture him to death to get it by ripping his tits off, she stabs him through the heart and then kills the kid, and she's like, "Victory for me!" And now I know I can save the boy, and I'm just like, I don't get how you know you can do that now, 
I get you can pull someone into your brain and now you can do some crazy she things She could them. kill so the boy. Maybe you can open that kid's head, but how does that cure his coma? Kill him she knows sure. she could kill I the will, little boy now. Him. She should kill him. She should stab him with her sword, shoot arrows into his wrists. <laughs> she probably I don't think it's space. ever proven that she can save the boy now, but I think what it does prove is that her theory about the, the other technique has merit fine right she's proven that fine. there's there's an ability there for her to manipulate the environment and possibly have more of an impact okay. whereas when she's in the other mind she's at the at their will and um and whim but yeah however when they're in hers she holds the power therefore the greater power of therapy therapy wins so therapy mind, for all. that's fine something. but that's even fine. And, and i guess I, I don't care though her yeah and her yeah, I, but you do care because that's the problem. You said you cared because you didn't no. know. No, 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 no. You no. try to tell you, you're like, no, I don't no, care. No, you're telling me. <laughs> that's not a good enough reason. Isn't that it? That's not what this movie is about. Not, not no. only that, though. Which is also why I don't think why it matters that the technology is well, And not but only that, though, but even this technology. It's not. It's just how they access. But even the technology aside, though. Um, they never explain how the fucking screw goes in the back of your head in Matrix, but, but no one but fucking. No, but even the technology aside, though, like the whole you just learn karate that way. Like, wait, the whole the whole it's same the shit. whole reversal thing too. Like the argument of why they weren't trying it already after this time doesn't make any sense. They needed to have a serial killer come and have her go inside his mind and kill him to try and bring the boy into her mind. Like where she controls everything and she like to me the argument about not reversing it didn't ever make any sense in the first place. There was no argument to not bring the boy into her mind. Cause she's like, cause how will it affect you and stuff like that? It's like she'll have all the con- well, wait, no, Miriam she'll said, have I'm Miriam not finished. Said it could be too much she'll of have thing all to- the control. If she brings the boy into her mind, she'll have all the control. She'll be able to control the environment. She's going into his mind, so she has less control. Like, the argument never made any sense since the beginning of the movie as to why they weren't trying this. And then a serial killer comes, she goes in Miriam and stabs him with a sword. at the beginning. <laughs> when she talks about the reversal, Miriam explains why she can't do it to the boy. The theory is that it would shock him too much and it would ruin any to chance. To go into a different environment the, the, the transfer- that she creates? Yes, because he is... Because he's in a coma. He's a little boy in a coma. And all of a sudden, he's not even inside his own mind anymore. She's worried that the trauma would be too much. They, they say, Would it throw him in a double coma? <laughs> What's the trauma going to do to him? Like, he's already in a coma. It might, it might take away the chance of coming out of a double coma. Double coma. Anyways, makes triple coma, once maybe. again, yeah, it's, triple just, coma. it's all speed bumps, and that's and then it becomes nonsense. It's the speed bumps I find you guys are trying hard to find. <laughs> no, the I'm, speed bumps. John has a distaste for this movie, and I'll and accept it. <laughs> but I do think I do think that uh, Thanks, a man. lot of your guys' problems are also silly. think about this too, John. This was for John a, probably a first watch. And Probably. these are the impressions he's gleaming off it with no, not not being a lover of art and having no nostalgia towards this movie, and being a Vince Vaughn fan, and not liking horror, and also and being a Vince Vaughn. Va- and it's not really a horror. This is a thriller. This is not a horror. Mm. This is a thriller. The line is very thin, I find. A lot of thriller horrors are in the thriller. I know. I'm just saying. Quite often. If I, I wouldn't call this a horror movie. I wouldn't. 
that's not what I, at least that's my opinion. I, I maybe it's categorized as. I that. mean, they spend a lot of time in Vincent D'Onofrio's mind and inside of a serial killer's mind, mm. and with killing uh, and particularly deranged one. bodies and. Um, but I wouldn't. Con- would you guys yeah, consider? I wouldn't consider this is Seven a horror. a horror. Seven is to me is a thriller. Seven's a Seven's a thriller. I think it's. I would a, categorize this. It's a thriller horror. I would categorize mm. this with Seven. Seven, I think, is is characterized as a horror too. Yeah, isn't well, it? I wouldn't. I would. I think, I think so. thriller. I think, yeah, I don't know exactly where the line is from those. And I think that the, the Venn diagram is very close to one circle. Yes. Horror, horror to me is more keeping me on the edge of this, my seat and scaring me and to the point where I, I have a physical reaction to the fear of it. Where where I don't get that with this, it's it's it's. Oh, a, I can't wait for you to watch. Well, Midsommar. I know, and that's what I'm saying. That's probably a horror. This to me more so is psychological, and a, and I I'm not on the edge of my seat out of fear. I'm more so watching some messed up stuff that's going on in the movie. Like Seven, Seven has a lot mm. of. Um, it's a very messed up movie. Seven's crazy, but it's up. not a horror. Seven's like the best one of my. Seven might be my favorite. Yeah, movie. me too. It, it might have eclipsed Godfather after fucking however many years. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. I really that movie. Seven like, is in the thrillery, amazing. horrory genre. Seven's like a perfect movie. It's so mm-hmm. good. It is. Yeah, he yeah. did it. He it's did hard it to right. criticize. Yeah, it. he did that one right for sure. Yeah. So imagine if they captured John Doe and then they went into his mind and it was like, "What's in the box?" We'll have to no, do that one. Will be all about the real life shit. Seven. And the investigation and catching when he's so fucked up. Seven. <laughs> See what's in the box Great. is a, what's stuff. in the box. I think is a seven quote. That is a quote that stands up. What's in the box? It is. My point is that mundane, stupid lines can become quotes if they're said in a thing. You know, the movie sure. has to be like in this one where he says, "This movie's just not." Where are you from? I would say Ruler. most people have not seen. I don't think this movie was a super popular movie that's in the zeitgeist like um, of cert like of movies. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think this is in the same category as as Seven or something. No, our, no our, one's our, our, um, like Terminator Two or or any of those are Star Wars. Like I mean, oh, Star Jesus. Wars. Like Stop, if you're going the wrong way, no. But if you've never seen Star Wars, do or do not. <laughs> there is no try. Is only yeah. associated with a Star Wars movie. There's like nothing else. Yeah, but no one else says That's that. That's what I'm saying. No one else talks like Yoda. <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? We're talking about we're talking about about fucking like things that are just normal sentences, and if they could be a quote. So so speaking like Yoda. So, no, but so I'll tell you. I'll, show, I'll give you. I'll give you a bad example. John is right. You're going back. No, no. I'll give you a examples. bad example. In this movie, someone named you get did so, already give someone, me a bad someone example. Someone named Peter Novak in this movie says <laughs> someone someone named Peter Novak named Peter Novak in this movie says be safe, and then someone named Catherine says all right. Those aren't quotes. <laughs> Be safe and all no, right I are agree. not quotes. So they shouldn't be listed as quotes. I mean, technically they are quotes. <laughs> technically they are quotes. But they shouldn't be listed as yeah. memorable. Okay, memorable quotes then. Because they, they are not I memorable. Agree. I agree. The reason why those other ones are is because they're like yelled by Vincent D'Onofrio's demon character. Yeah. True story. Okay. So it's not like they're just saying like, open the door. And it's like a quote. Although I think that is... 
happening a lot of Open times the in this door is quote another section. one, yeah. But the one you picked happens to be... Uh, anyways, the technicality is where I fucking stand on yes. this. Not in the, not I, in the, I think the argument I needed of the to, validity I needed of the quote. I needed to say memorable quote instead of quote. <clears throat> I think that is uh, better for, for my argument. Is There's nothing in this that is memorable. Not to me, anyway. I haven't seen it enough, I suppose. Fair. Fair. Fair story. Okay. Yeah, this movie isn't a Terminator. Jesus, this movie is not <laughs> no, a... No, it is not. If we can make any a, points like to that. our audience, the cell is not the Terminator. Well... Yeah. It, you're not going to get a I'll be back. No, it's not the Terminator. Yeah, that was the original. But you will get a Where are you from? <laughs> be safe. Oh, All right. Oh, why are you here? All right. <laughs> All righty then. Okay, well... That's a quote. It's such <laughs> a, a polarizing quote. movie because... We have a, a hold up, a barely does not hold up, and then it really does. It not just hold doesn't up. hold so up. Anything this controversial with the three of us, you know, you gotta watch. There's that's the reason how mm. I can say you gotta watch. Gophers, not because I that's think you should. I think you Gophers. could go check out on YouTube or something the best scenes from this movie, but, um, and that would but, be good. But enough, this so. goes to eleven. <laughs> John, what's that? John, what's that from? See, John, Spinal Tap. I know it now. Um, we gotta play that game so again next week, folks. We got our final scary thriller horror movie of the month oh i'm so excited and it's the evil dead remake uh i just want everyone to know john will fucking hate okay that's interesting that you say that i can't wait to see it well he hates this movie doesn't like horrors i don't really but uh is that true john let's see what we got like is there any horror movies that you do like seven it's not a horror <laughs> no, not really. I used to like Army of Darkness, but I don't think that held up. Even I don't think that's that, like, a horror either. Parts, is Army of Darkness it's a, a horror, horror comedy. A comedy? I like horror comedies like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. They're horror comedies, yeah. Like okay. Some of those really get me. Yeah, um, Shaun of the Dead maybe. I watched Evil Dead 2 the other day, speaking of uh, horror comedies. Oh, yeah. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Oh. The, one where, the one where he remade it, essentially, yeah, right. but he into leaned into it. Yeah. 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 Interesting. The first one's kind of unbearable to watch as a zombie movie, but uh, I don't know. There's not a ton of other horror movies that I really do like. I don't know. I never liked being scared as a kid, so... Um, do you like any zombie stuff, like uh, Day of the Dead or, uh, uh, you know, like, a, I, know, I guess we just did um, 28 Days Later, and I don't think you liked that one. Or, or Not that you didn't like it, but I don't think it held up yeah. for you. No. Like, did you ever like any of those things? Not, any of the zombie stuff? Like a like Dracula? Do you like Dracula? No. I think my new favorite... Like Dracula Reeves Dead and, and Loving It? Keanu Reeves and, and, and fucking... Keanu Reeves is atrocious in that movie. Yeah. No, I don't think I do like that movie at all. No. Mike, what Hopkins about and Dead and Loving It? What about what? Dead and Loving It. Dracula Dead and Loving It that's, with Leslie Nielsen. That's the only no, my, I, I would say... All right, there we go. <laughs> say that my new favorite horror comedy is Deadstream. I think Deadstream is kind of genius, and Deadstream I also and freaky. Freaky, I liked. If that you freaky call that a is freaky is another one. Freaky yep. is a Freaky's horror a comedy. Deadstream was okay. I liked Deadstream. It was okay. And what was the one we watched? The other low budget one we watched recently that was newish, but um, uh, I um. It was the, another streaming type one. The the reason that Deadstream to me was oh the found footage one yeah 
but I guess that was that was one we just I, did for the show. So below, maybe I was getting that mixed up. That was oh, that was okay. The reason why Deadstream to me though is is so good is because I don't usually get scared by movies like really at all. It takes a lot to scare me, and um, I didn't like his character for the first bit of the movie. I found him really annoying. He's a YouTube personality, and he's always explaining everything to the camera and stuff, but. I got so scared when stuff started happening in the movie and I I laughed so hard. I could be laughing one minute and then be terrified the next. And I've never had a movie do that to me. Like Shaun of the Dead or any of those movies have never scared me. I've found them more funny than anything. But but Deadstream actually got me kind of (laughs) scared. So so I give that huge kudos because no one's really... Um, made movies that do that to me. Brent, do you Crazy. get scared? Do you find you get like scared or do you just enjoy them but not get that sensation like out of the movies? Rarely do I get scared during a movie, but um, do you know what does scare me? Uh, late at night in the dark, I'll play horror games and the hair will stand up on my fucking arms uh, that's that's how I get myself. Movies don't really do it. I just love the movies. That's I love the fair, creativity yeah. and fucking wildness of it. Yeah, right? that's what I look for. Um, I try and appreciate elements of them that way. They don't like, especially the supernatural ones. I just I don't believe in any of that. So none of that is ever going to appear real to me. Like the the, the way that Vince D'Onofrio was killing women in this to me is like the most terrifying bit. That yeah. kind of like what could happen in the real world, like that, like that kind of torture and eventual death. That that stuff bothers me. I guess is yeah, the realism, <clears throat> the, the way to put it. The, the, it does feel very real. The serial killer element in this movie too. The way yeah. he kidnaps mm-hmm. them. Yeah. They even show his me- like they just show so much about him. Um, his method of yeah, kidnapping like, them and capturing them and using his dog to trick them and and he's very like that effective. Was all interesting. That was all interesting. It's That's so like good, man. It's so is, good. Is good. Yeah. I just, yeah. They should have just know. had another story with the yeah. good guys that where you liked them and got to know them just as well. And um, it made a, a little bit more sense, at least. Yeah. The whole going in the head then would be a throwaway and you can't do what you do here if you don't focus on it. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. That makes sense. That makes sense. It can't be a throwaway part of the movie. No, it can't. It's no. That's a good point. Mm. It's tricky, right? It it's it's tricky um, to balance what what he balances in this movie. But I do find that um, the, that he that he does a serviceable job. The, this Sandra genre is definitely something I would love to conquer as as for a writing project for writing a horror movie. A very short low budget um horror movie would be that would be tough there's so many and yeah. and it's such a popular genre to write for and it's so it can be so profitable but the thing is theoretically you should be able to write any kind of story low budget but horror gets a lot of the passes because you don't have to show the shit, yeah, right? I just think it's coming up with uh, that idea. The terror can always be unseen if you explain it. Well. I think yeah. it's coming up with that idea that's original enough um, and interesting enough, um, and then also being able to write it where it builds tension. It's scary 
and keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's a skill. This is, I mean, all, all writing is. It's a total but it's skill. Di- this is different than um, every other genre. It's it's very specific in what you can do in it. I used to think, and I used to say on the show that horror movies deserved a different level of of um, of review because there's shit, right? But um, over the past three years, I've been diving into them. And usually for a couple months around Halloween, I get real thick into horrors. And I have to say that there's a lot of really good stuff out there um, that's just lesser known or, um, you know, just just obscure. Um, but you see like stuff like that new M. Night Shyamalama, uh, <laughs> that's fucking solid. That, that is, yeah, it's like, it's. That, that, I appreciated that one a lot. To me, that's a thriller, and that's probably the best movie I've seen. In. And that's a stuck in the room. Yeah, yeah it is. Too. Yeah. So, like, you do a lot of work. Yeah. I, I would say that's probably one of the best movies to come out in the last five years, even. That's how good that movie is in, in all aspects. Knock at the Cabin is one of the best movies I've seen in five years. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, just before we kind of jump off here, the other horror movies that I had exposure to a long time ago and 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 stuck in my mind were the trauma ones, trauma. the Toxic Avenger. Um, oh my and god! All those insane, like B level craze movies. Like, there's some insane shit in some of those, like flicks. Swamp Monster and shit. Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. The Toxic Avenger was the oh. one I saw, and then there's like a sequel or two, and it's always like yeah. super low budget, but like insane gross and tons of nudity and weird humor and then like a bit of scary jump stuff and but just mostly like weird disgusting torturous stuff like if you want a true mind fuck go take some mushrooms and wash some trauma i like I've it never, i never like that you it. used to watch that shit i'd never have seen toxic avenger but i know toxic avenger for sure yeah there's a uh that shit is wild yeah i remember seeing where he rips his rib out and gives it to a dog or some shit like that is that trauma or is that something <laughs> else fucked if i yeah, know I but know. that's a nice guy anywho that's a, that's a dog it lover. Is a dog lover give him one of my own ribs okay um let's call this one done shall we the cell uh two out of three saying not as great um but the one out of three saying pretty fucking stellar so Get it into your eyes. It is a glory on the eye eyeballs uh, with some of the crazy nice art, but uh, that's that. Evil Dead remake will come next week. Um, we look forward to that one with you folks, and maybe I'll hate it, maybe I won't. I'm going to try and love it now, Brent. We'll see what you think about that. Huh? I've, I want you guys to try and love it. It's just um, I'm excited to watch this one with you guys. Sweet. I haven't seen Sweet. the uh, Evil Dead movies as much as you guys, so I I'm very to me, I, I won't I won't be comparing it to the original because I really don't remember the original that much at all. John and I have even been to Evil Dead. Uh, well, I've been right? to that. I've seen that. Oh, did you yeah, go of with course. I, I wish you were in the splash zone, but um, <laughs> I've been know. told that in Las Vegas they they have it on a regular basis. So maybe when I go in November, if I if someone oh, joins nice. me, maybe oh. we can go see that as a show. If you do go, can you please get me another shirt? Oh, that shirt that's a great idea. Favorite. It just had the little silhouette of Ash with the chainsaw yeah. on the did, right you, of, did yours, neck on the yours wear out? You washed the shit out of it and it's gone? 
I wore it until it was okay. Not yeah, proper for I'm sure that's anymore. there. I'm sure the merch is still available. Okay, nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, well, if I go for sure. Into us, some ash remake next week into our eye holes. Right into your ash in hole. Your ash hole, Sean Connery said. Um, okay, <laughs> folks, that's enough for us today. We'll catch you in the next one coming up next Sunday. Um, thanks for joining us on this one. We appreciate it. And as always, until we see you next time, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.